Welcome, viewers, to Richard and Carl Presents Deep Space and Dragons. I'm Richard. And I'm Carl. And uh, Boy Wonder. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the implications that just happened. So, before we get into today's topic of the Cape Crusader, what's new in the Carlverse? Uh, well, so, uh, I, I, as some of our, our listeners may know, I, I, uh, I had a date, and, uh, you know, it went pretty well. I, I uh, went and saw a movie with, uh, with Robert Pattinson. Uh, you might have heard of it. It's, it's called The Batman. Uh, but, uh, it went well enough that, uh, we decided we were going to have a, have a second date, and actually, uh, the date was supposed to be later today, but uh, unfortunately, uh, they they got COVID, so we we had to reschedule. That is deeply unfortunate. But I want you to know that when you said we set scheduled a second date, the sprawling Batman music went da 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 with the glory that it deserved. <laughs> I'm glad the music is on, is on point. Of course. <laughs> uh, I mean, besides that, I mean, there's not not really much much interesting unless you want to hear about my uh my work life where i had to learn inkscape to draw a floor plan for a new store i mean that is kind of interesting so i think that's a good start to that story and we might revisit that on a later episode <laughs> uh, what's new with you richard so as everyone's aware i was completely buried under assignments for the last while which is what happens mm -hmm. when you pick up a job try and be a writing career agree to help edit three people's books work full time <laughs> and you know i just had a lot going but the thing is i was never overwhelmed or underwhelmed mm. i was just whelmed like i had an appropriate amount of things keeping me busy Mm -hmm. But during a breakout group in one of my classes where I was giving a lecture on Twitter about setting up Twitter rather than the topics we're supposed to be working on, I decided mm -hmm. to host an event for our entire cohort to go axe throwing next week. Because ah. a lot of us haven't actually interacted this semester because it got removed to fully online. But with things getting a little right. more lax in regulation, the campus I attend is right next to the Square One Shopping Center. So, if our viewers want to try to desperately encounter me on the street, good luck. But, <laughs> I decided, like, I'm going to schedule us an event. And I literally like, went on their website and went team building event. And got a group discount mm. for it. So, we're going to do Ooh, that student it. team building exercise of throwing axes at things, which is pretty exciting. I gotta love those Groupons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... Someone said to me this week, Mike, there's like, I want ice fishing. And I was like, why? I had a coupon. I had a coupon is like the most universal defense for an action. Like, it doesn't really matter what thing you go to do. If you follow up with, I have a coupon, you're in the clear. Well, it's like the one time my, my dad bought a, a dozen violins. I was like, <laughs> why did you buy a dozen violins? And he's like, well, they were on sale. <laughs> it, it's flawless logic. It's like, why'd you pick up the Jackbox Party Pack? It was on sale. Do you even have six friends? Well, I mean, as a student ambassador, I'm sure I could find six. Well, I'm sure between the two of us, we have at least at least three friends. Oh, uh, wow. Three each is a pretty big goal. But three <laughs> together, I think we got this. Yeah. So with that, let's get into the topic at hand. So I'm going to open with an obvious statement here. The reason Batman has Robin draw dress in brightly colored clothing is to draw away bullets. We're talking Batman this week. 
Wait, 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 wait. He ha Robin is dressed in bright colors to draw away bullets from Batman? Yes! If you're going in a but stealth ninja operation, and have covered yourself in head-to-toe black Kevlar, the only rational explanation to have someone else dressed like a literal Robin is they see your young sidekick, which he's went through about five of at this point, and they shoot at him mm -hmm. first. And you get a well, government that's... stipend that pays their salary. Uh, that, that, that's kind of dark. So is I the mean, recent Batman movie. 10% but... less saturation <laughs> per movie. <laughs> like, at the current rate, uh, to steal a joke from Ryan George, by the, ne by the next two Batman movies, there'll just be an audiobook with a black screen and occasional flashes of gunfire. <laughs> uh, but on the topic of Batman, who is your favorite Batman? Who is my favorite Batman? Ooh. And uh, I'm going to ask a separate question about who your favorite Bruce Wayne is, so you can separate the two. Ooh, yeah, okay. Because, I mean, uh, Adam West is definitely the best Batman. He's a top-tier uh, contender. I might argue a second place, but yeah. But, I mean, uh, he pretty much never played Bruce Wayne. Right? So, like, that's that's kind of, like, it definitely is important to separate the two. Um, but as for a Bruce Wayne... Hmm... Uh, Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan is the director you're thinking um, Christian Bale or Holy Wheat Christian Bale Christ, Christian Bale uh, I, uh, I I kind of enjoyed his uh, his Batman persona or his uh, Bruce Wayne persona that's very fair so for me I think the best Batman was Will Arnett because let's be oh, honest yeah. Lego <laughs> Batman pointed out all the obvious things we joke about the Batman series, but still managed to give like a convincing, powerful role. That Batman's mm -hmm. biggest problem is he doesn't let himself feel love, like as he microwaves his lobster Thermidor. If that movie wasn't Lego, and it was live action and had a $15 million budget, billion dollar, yeah. it would have been the best Batman movie ever made by a wide margin. <laughs> Especially when Daleks and Sauron attack, like, that in live action would have been amazing. <laughs> So, oh, that's man. my best Batman. Nightmare. But he also doesn't really play Bruce Wayne much in that movie. Mm -hmm. Where I think the best Bruce Wayne is the animated one voiced by Kevin Conroy. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay. I was... You definitely went a way different road. I was thinking about live action Batman movies, but... But those but are the worse. animated Bruce Wayne characters are, are often actually pretty interesting, too. Well, I really like the Son of Batman movie where Bruce Wayne had to be like, oh, I accidentally made an assassin child. So he actually had to, like, lean into the Bruce Wayne a bit because you can't just be Batman with a son. You kind of actually have to be Bruce Wayne on that one despite your best efforts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. And on to the next topic, while we're just arbitrarily talking Batman and rating Batman characters, which one? Who's the best Robin? If you even remember all the Robins' names, because we go through them real fast. Oh, um, there. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is if this is appropriate, but I mean, uh, there, there's there's a joke about about Dick Grayson being Nightwing. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really know much about any of the other other. Robins, uh, but Dick Grayson is 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 my my favorite Robin. That is sure. fair. Not only is he the Robin from Teen Titans, or the <laughs> equally terrible, or the horrible Teen Titans Go. 
he's also like the Robin. Well, the, first, the first couple seasons of Teen, Teen Titans Go were pretty pretty on point. Oh yeah, but they definitely fell into the let's be musical numbers. I hate when cartoons devolve into just random songs about nothing. Oof. But yeah. But another contender is definitely in the animated movies, the Damian Wayne approach of this is my murder child with a sword. It's like, mm. he's Robin, and being Robin fundamentally looks stupid. But this Robin is actually just a sociopathic killer, and I'm like, you know what, that kind of works. Where he's like, no, Robin, don't murder those people. It's just kind of an amusing inversion of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to go like, the Damian Wayne Robin was a pretty good approach, but the Dick Grayson Robin is the OG Robin. But one of my favorite yeah, Batman yeah. fun facts, because this is the darkest thing that I think's ever happened in, in comic books, is they had a fan mm. co- poll to vote whether or not uh, Jason Todd survives. The Joker mm. kidnaps him, and the fans got to choose if Robin lived or died. So Jason Todd got beaten to death by a crowbar before they brought him back for cinematic comic book purposes because you can't kill someone for real in a comic book but imagine (laughs) being so unpopular as a superhero that the entire town of gotham is fine with the joker beating you to death (laughs) like just the implications that you're dead because you just weren't entertaining enough as a superhero uh i I do have to appreciate the the guts that the writers had to actually like do something like that like and i mean of course he came back but it was for long enough that he was dead for quite a while and he never came back as robin yeah yeah because he came back as a as another deranged sociopath which is fair i think he's one of the most justified batman villains to be honest yeah i'm i'm kind of surprised that uh the the whole lazarus pit thing has hasn't been a more uh mainstream plot point for the for the batman franchise in general well, part of that is when they do the live-action trilogies, because they've decided you can never do more than three Batman movies in a row, or else you get ice to meet you and bat nipples. <laughs> right, right. So, so they never quite go long enough that these th- these large animated plot arcs can pay off. Mm, Which is why enough. I'm always a bigger fan of the animated Batmans, because they don't have to reboot him every five years in the animated ones. Like the Batman to Superman to Justice League to to Justice League Unlimited to Batman Beyond continuity being one solid Mm. chunk of continuity was probably better continuity than the MCU. Like it was solid till it eventually fizzled Mm -hmm. out. And and then one of the other things about, uh, about kind of movies in general uh, is that the villain almost always has to die. And I was like, mm, no, no, the, the villain doesn't have to die. That's that's kind of like Batman's thing is that he is trying not to kill people. He's just trying to scare them with targeted violence. And what's kind of crazy is some of the most successful movies of all time are the ones brave enough to not kill their villains, at least right away. Mm-hmm. Like we look at right, Star right. So Star Wars Episode Four is probably the most referenced things in my classes when we're doing like film study for how to design a good narrative. Mm-hmm. And... They didn't deal with a single of the actual main villains in that at all. They just annoyed them. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. They're, they're, they're out of small several trillion dollars in supplies by blowing up their floating death fortress. But the Emperor wasn't even shown. He was just mentioned. And Darth Vader just <laughs> kind of had a bad day. <laughs> Which is... That's, yeah. And that's why episode five is so good, is then Darth Vader came back and got vengeance for his bad day. 
But the superhero <laughs> movies aren't brave enough to keep their villain for multiple movies, except the one time they did it was Big Purple. And mm. I guess Loki, but Loki was kind of like... He went from, like, villain to anti-hero over the course of it. Oh, yeah, and, and then they decided to just... Uh... Un- unwrite all of his uh, character progression and unrelease the Loki TV series. <laughs> right? So I think one of the problems these Batman series movies have is they're not brave enough to plan more than two in a head, so they try and wrap up everything in a nice bow, which stops them from being able mm. to build on themselves. Well, okay, I mean, uh, something of a, a tiny, tiny bit of a spoiler alert for the Batman. Um, the villain does not die. I mean, they, they actually do send him to Arkham Asylum. That is delightful. Also, Ar- sending villains to Arkham Asylum is such a trope, because that's never actually worked. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Joker's only ever there because he wants to be there. I'm pretty sure the Joker has a cot in, like, a... Like, I, I feel like that's just the Joker's summer home. Like, he prob- <laughs> like, his cell probably has, like, a hidden TV in the wall, and he has a margarita machine in there, and that's just where he goes to take a break. <laughs> yeah, just resting and relaxing in his jail cell. Uh, one of my favorite things, because they love to do ridiculous hypothetical comic books and Batman things, and I just stumble across these stories. I still love the one time where they're like, yeah, the Joker was Alfred, who t- plays the main villain of the Batman to keep the Batman's motivations and spirits up. Huh. I love that one. It's a pretty, it is a pretty off-the-wall theory, but at the same time, uh, Alfred has been shown to to be incredibly devoted to to Bruce Wayne and Batman. Right. Like I bet you, I bet you, Alfred is the is the contractor that built the Batcave because otherwise everybody would know what was going on down there. Pretty much, like almost <laughs> guaranteed. And it's kind of funny is with this Batman reboot. One thing a lot of people would have preferred, weirdly, is the Batman Beyond story. Because the Batman Beyond story where Bruce Wayne retires and basically becomes an Alfred to a new Batman mm. is just a fantastic spin on the narrative. And it's funny at how underknown it is because it was an anime series, went for a few seasons. It got a couple cameos in Justice League. But as a concept, it's one of the best Batman concepts possible. Bruce Wayne has become mm. angry, old, and crotchety for being alone his entire life. <laughs> and right. a new Batman with this, a similar backstory just stumbles upon the Batcave. He's like, all right, I guess you're Batman now. <laughs> and then the whole story is how he's trying to be a less shitty Batman than the original Batman. And as old <laughs> yeah. man Bruce Wayne like, just occasionally beats people up with a cane. Yeah, old man Bruce Wayne is still a badass. And that's what makes him such a great character concept. He's like, well, if I had cartilage left in my arms and legs, I would still be Batman. And well, it's such a good scene is at the very start of Batman Beyond, Bruce Wayne's in a fight and starts having a heart attack, so he picks up a gun to scare someone off, and that's the day he retires. So he didn't retire because he had a heart attack. He retired because he pulled mm. a gun on someone because he was having a heart attack, which meant he can no longer be 100% convinced he could do this without killing people. Because he still won the fight despite having the heart attack. <laughs> Yeah, oh, good old Batman. And then the, like, dynamic is so uh, wholesome so- when he brings old man Batman some soup. Like, there's just, like, a dynamic there where Batman transitions into Alfred. Uh, so, so just an- another, like, not exactly spoiler for the Batman. Um, so the the villain in, in the in the Batman uh, is the, the Riddler. Unfortunately uh, not played well, by Jim Carrey. 
<laughs> I was watching uh, watching this movie, and I, he, he he uses a lot of ciphers to to yeah. with his riddles and stuff. I was like, huh. does does Batman just have a villain named Cipher? I was thinking about it. I was like, then at the end of the movie, everyone's everyone's convinced that the that the Riddler is talking to the Joker in kind of a post-credits kind of scene thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, mm, maybe he's actually talking to the Riddler and, and he was actually Cypher the whole time. I, I was actually going to posit this theory until I realized that I like Cypher is some weird guy with mind control powers. Like, what? <laughs> Cypher doesn't use Cyphers? <laughs> oh, DC. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's also kind of funny What's that they here? sunk so much time, energy, and money into trying to make Justice League, the thi- League a thing, and they've just given up completely. <laughs> well, uh, the the Batman versus Superman and the Justice League like are the bad. Hand, They're bad. It, 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 on the one hand, it's okay for Batman to be a sociopath because, like, <laughs> he is definitely a lawful evil person. Whoa, damn! That is a flex. But continue. That was a great. <laughs> like, you blew my mind a bit there. But please go ahead. <laughs> But, but, uh, like, they tried to be all, like, super dark, and, like, his whole motivation is that, in the, in those, the DCEU movies, um, is that, like, Superman had a fight with Zod, and collateral damage killed some people. Which happens. around just, like, killing people with collateral damage. Right? <laughs> no <laughs> lessons <laughs> learned here. No, no lessons at all. Uh, like, that's kind of the interesting thing about Batman, is a lot of people think the Batman Returns, well, sorry, Batman Begins was a darker Batman movie. It actually mm. wasn't. The, ba- oh, which one was it with? Wow, my brain just completely froze. The guy who does The Nightmare Before Christmas, Johnny Depp's soulmate, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, Tim Burton. Tim Burton did the first two Batmans with Michael Keaton. Those were way darker. He choked someone to death with a statue and a grappling hook. (laughs) That Batman killed you. Just straight up, no mercy. And that movie was dark and gothic and edgy. I posit that Batman Begins had way more optimism, way more bloom lighting, and was a genuinely less dark Batman movie. Hmm. And that's the thing about Dark Knight Rises. People are like, oh, it's so dark. It's like, it really wasn't. It had a lot of themes of hope and redemption. And sure, there, Batman was poorly lit and had the gravel Batman voice. But as a character, mm. wasn't that extreme of a Batman? He wasn't, branding, he wasn't branding people. He wasn't putting a taser <laughs> in his mouth and making out with them. Like, <laughs> by comic book standards, he was a pretty tame Batman. So they thought that like it being darker led to more money, but I think it was actually less dark than the first two movies. Just as, as like a, an interesting thing, thing about the origin of Batman is, is like uh, he was originally supposed to be this incredibly dark and edgy hero in like the the fifties or sixties or uh, I, I I'm not entirely certain on the timeline. Someone might be able to yeah. correct me. Uh, but the comic book editors decided that he was too dark, and he kind of launched the whole golden age of of comic book like the standard for like the hope and optimism that were that that is in the the ridiculousness too like like 
having the Riddler just going around telling riddles and or like the Joker just giving people laughing gas. It's like the, these villains are, are, are terrible, but the original incarnations were actually just kind of almost jokes because the original Batman was too dark and they needed to lighten him up. Well, one of my favorite jokes in cinematic history is Batman and Robin in the live-action Adam West movie going, These are connected! It took place in the sea! Sea is for Catwoman! <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which is the uh, best logic jump of all time. The, or the... the um, There's just nowhere to dispose the of people, the ball. People who slip on the banana peels, they're, they're always Russian. Yep. <laughs> And it's like, um, like, and then from that he figures out who he's like. Oh no, we're up against the League of Villains. <laughs> so like, we got super campy, and then we go to like Tim Burton being Tim Burton, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty I'm sure he's Johnny cr- Depp wasn't in those movies actually. Like, Johnny Depp is Batman. Movies. Yes, I didn't know I needed that till this exact moment. <laughs> Not that Michael well, Keaton I didn't mean, do a fine job. Hmm. Like, those first two Batman <laughs> movies were actually really solid. And I say first two of, like, the Dark Batman movies. But it's just funny mm. that, like, Dark Knight Rise... Not Dark Knight Rises, the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight was the second one of the Christian Bale one, right? Uh, yeah, because it, it was uh, and then Batman it was, Begins, the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, so the Dark Knight won a bunch of awards and things, but people misattribute that to it being dark. And instead, it won a bunch of awards because you had a villain and a hero both equally fleshed out over the course of a movie with dueling ideologies. Mm-hmm. Joker absolutely crushed it, but it was like if Batman's lawful evil, like you say, Joker was chaotic evil, and their battle was very mm. idealistic. Like, there's a th- plot point to this movie. And you get to the next one where it's just like, Batman breaks his... his too injured to be Batman, and then gets robo-legs, and then gets broken again, and then heals again, and then fights Bane, who's evil for reasons, and they send the entire... And it's like, that movie's problems wasn't it wasn't dark or edgy. It was they didn't have a plot written or an emotional core to this movie to drive it. It was just yeah, Batman and I, Bane do stuff. I mean, I, I say that Christian Bale was, was my favorite Bruce Wayne, but it's really mostly... Uh, like in in the the first, the Dark Knight Rises. I, I think that yeah. was when. That's just the best performance out of out of the trilogy because it again it felt like uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne both had separate characters way more almost genuine. Yeah, the, way more genuine character development, and and it was just in, more interesting to see see them grow, and then then they established who Batman is, and. He stopped stopped growing. He stopped being dynamic. Well, it's kind of funny. Is one of the animated Batman movies that's really good is Batman Year One, which is literally mm. about Jim Gordon's first year and Batman's first year. But what's interesting mm. is in the animated movie form or the comic book form, it's actually a Jim Gordon show with Batman in it rather than being a Batman show because he gets right. probably 50% or more of the screen time. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite Batman things because a he's not fighting comical villains with ridiculous schemes. He's literally just trying to bring down the mob and the corrupt NYPD. Well, GPPD. Right, right. Which is delightful. But Bruce Wayne is not a character in that. There's the Batman, and then there's Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne does not exist as a character. Although, <laughs> as we're shouting out random Batman movies, Batman versus the Ninja Turtles was just a peak cinema. 
<laughs> that it was. Just that's what flawless entertainment looks like. It's like, do we want uh, the Joker fused with a rattlesnake? Yes. Do we want a bromance between Donatello and Batgirl? Absolutely. Like it did things I didn't know I wanted from the franchise. Do we have Michelangelo point out that Gotham City just has blimps everywhere for no reason? Yes. Somehow, <laughs> over like what? 15 Batman movies, 10 animated series, more comic books than I could fill my room with. No one's called out the blimps. <laughs> oh, but, but you want know to know what was an, a, a Batman movie that we thought we wanted that we didn't? The Batman Ninja. Right? I really thought I wanted that movie. <laughs> oh, it had so much promise. And then it was like, no, no. No, we, we didn't. We didn't actually want this. You guys, you we, guys misled we, us. We were wrong. I'm sorry. You said Batman Ninja, where we do an anime about Batman, and we jumped to some conclusions, and that's on us. You gave us exactly what, <laughs> what we wanted, but that wasn't what we wanted. It turns out we don't want a Batman Gurr and Logan Logan crossover. We thought we did, but we were wrong. Well, I know. I don't know. If they did build been, a Gurren Logan um, robot in that movie. I stand by that comparison. If it had been uh, marketed as Batman Gurren Logan, I probably would have come in at, come at it with a different mindset uh, <laughs> and would have enjoyed it more. But that's no Batman Ninja. That's where how how do you get to giant robots in feudal Japan? Because sometimes a lot of things that are like a Western company that's like let's have it do an animated homage. They tend to like lean even harder into anime tropes than anime does, which is deeply terrifying. <laughs> Like, they did the Star Wars Visions, where they had a bunch of Star Wars shorts set as animes, and a couple of them just leaned hmm. so hard into being animes that they stopped being Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, okay. And the Animatrix and the Halo Legends animes also had that question, where some of the short stories are just like, you literally just did every anime trope you could think of in one thing. Why would you shove every anime trope in here? You are aware the best animes have the fewest anime tropes. Like, the Samurai X animated movies had no anime tropes in those things. They were just good. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, we want Rion and Kenshin, Batman. That's what we were promised. What did we get? Not that. <laughs> Not that at all. Although I still have to laugh in our last stream what I got it too soon about Kenshin's tragic backstory. That <laughs> <laughs> was beautiful. But yeah, so going forward, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a sparkly vampire Batman trilogy. Seems very likely. Uh, they definitely uh, sequel hooked it. I mean, the the, the plot itself did uh, wind up uh, wrap up pretty nicely. Uh, but again, uh, no one makes just one die. movie anymore. Well, yeah, no one makes just one movie. And also, like the villain went to Arkham, and clearly implied that there are other villains already in Arkham. Like, although it is funny that they made this Batman just ridiculously bulletproof. Uh, he he is ridiculously bulletproof. That is true, and and his face shield it seems to be bombproof, uh, even though it doesn't cover his chin. Uh, it, it it seems to have some sort of I don't know like magic to cover. Well, his I am going to say though, bomb. when it comes to bulletproof technology, part of why Batman suits got better is our technology as people got better. Like we now mm. make like a in John Wick, there's assassins that had ballistic gel suits, and those actually exist. You can just make a mm. bulletproof suit with modern technology. So, right, right. if the technology has gotten good enough that people in regular action movies have Batman-level durability, we can just assume Batman's always plus one whatever's on the market. 
<laughs> so whatever technology we currently have, he has slightly better of it, because he should. He's Batman. Well, yeah, his superpower is that he's rich, so he can afford to, to actually invest in cutting-edge technology. Absolutely. So here's my... Oh, I didn't even talk of this much. Lego Batman movie, best Batman movie. Straight up. Uh, I would actually tend to agree. The Lego Batman movie was really quite quite good. It's kind of crazy how much they understood. Because, like, the thing about the Lego Batman movie is they understood the character of Batman, the lore, the settings, and the Easter eggs a lot better than a lot of these movie producers doing Batman do. Like, you could tell the writers on Lego Batman read every Batman issue for the last hundred years to assemble this movie. <laughs> and they, like, reference, like, the massive Batman lore. Because that's another part of it. Is, even if they don't show Batman's origin story, they have this weird assumption that you don't know who Batman is. And they must mm. inform you of this? When we could definitely go at media res with Batman. We know who Batman is. We don't have to explain well, I it. I, I will say, that, that was one of the strong points about the Batman, uh, is that uh, they did not show his tragic backstory, uh, even though it was plot relevant. And then also, like they're just like, yeah, uh, I've been doing this for two years. So it's like, yeah. Oh, nice. I mean, it, it's... It's not his origin story. That is uh, delightful. And I kind of appreciated that about the, about the new Batman movie. Yeah, definitely kudos. Because as I mentioned, my favorite Batman story, Batman Year One, is we're watching Jim Gordon try to investigate the psychopath in a bat suit that's taking down the mafia. And then the psychopath in a bat suit meets him on a roof and be like, Jim, you're a good cop, so I'm going to get rid of all the corruption. He's like, I didn't consent to this, Batman, away! <laughs> I mean, just try and ignore the subplot where Jim Gordon cheats on his wife. That was not a great... I would not put that in my version of this. <laughs> kind of like that one Batman movie I was watching where Batman just hooks up with Batgirl. I'm like, who asked for this? Who asked for a rooftop Batman-Batgirl scene? Oh, I mean, I'm sure there was somebody who asked for it. Well, we need to find I mean, them and we'll, sick we'll, the we'll Batman on them. That's... No, we're not going into that. And what's that? Our time is up for this episode. So let's move into a random question <laughs> of the day. <laughs> All right. And while I'm getting up a random question list, go ahead and plug our Twitch streams. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I mean, uh, we've been playing some, uh, playing random games. Like, uh, we had a pretty successful fun stream just uh, going through the uh, Nintendo Switch online library of NES or uh, Super NES uh, co-op games. Uh, so, I mean, if we you're tied at Kirby Golf. <laughs> yeah, we have that posted on on uh, YouTube. Uh, we usually stream on Tuesdays. Uh, time zones. Don't don't forget about time zones. Uh, and daylight today, savings. As of recording today, as of the recording, is, is statistically speaking one of the most dangerous days of the year because so many people just lose that hour of sleep and it drives them mad. I did put out an article uh, earlier today that daylight savings actually kills more people a year than sharks. <laughs> that is just uh, empirically but, true. Uh, we're also planning on starting a, a, a Jackbox stream where we will uh, play Jackbox with a couple of our other friends, and the audience will be able to join in through awesome uh, Twitch add-ons. Absolutely, uh, probably probably start streaming on on Sundays. So stay uh, tuned for that. In hearing us, <laughs> if you're interested in hearing us uh, rant about whatever while playing games, uh, that's. I, I'm It'll rather partial to our time. bringing out our best 80s game show host impressions as we hold our Jackbox session, and it'll be delightful. 
And here we are. This mm. week's random question coming in from a lovely fan of ours. What is your favorite piece of clothing you own? My favorite piece of clothing I own has got to be my Gundam Cafe t-shirt. Hell yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, I got it straight from the Gundam Cafe in uh, Akibara? That sounds right. Anyway, it, it's in Tokyo, the prefecture in, in, in Tokyo. Uh, I, <laughs> I went there with Richard's brother, actually. Yeah, you guys went on a lovely left, family left vacation without me. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Uh, but uh, that, that's definitely my favorite piece of clothing. Uh, what's your favorite piece of clothing you own there, Richard? Well, first, I'm slightly sad that the t-shirt and hoodie I custom made from you is not your favorite piece, but it got old and damaged, the Charmander shirt. Sadly, did not win this contest. But for me... Uh, the the Squirtle Hermit sweater also got old and damaged. I really should, like, reorder a, a new one of those. And I never got a Bulbasaur uh, shirt. All right, like, so I, I will design you a Bulbasaur. But moving on to my favorite piece of clothing is my gray sweater yeah. I've had since I was six that still fits and is still in pristine condition. It is magical Ooh. and enchanted. I stole it from and my brother when I was, like... My mom says I was like six, and it like went down to my knees, and then I grew, and it's made out of some kind of like gray mithril material that just has grown <laughs> with me magically. Yeah, okay. Like I've wet that, worn that thing on first dates and job interviews, weddings and funerals. It is a magical color neutral sweater that pairs with anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I don't actually wear my Gundam Cafe T-shirt very often because you know then. Then it would get dirty, and I might have to wash it, and then the, and then the cute little chibi robots might might fade, and it's like, uh, uh, I love I, that shirt, but it's not actually a practical article To be of fair, clothing. your favorite piece of clothing does not need to be worn. If it is a jersey on a shelf, that is a-okay. And with that, thank you I, for... Oh, sorry for cutting you off. Go well, ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, I, I, have it, I have it hanging on, a, on an actual uh, like coat hanger in my closet. Nice. At some point over Christmas, I acquired like a 50 pack of dress shirts because I asked for it and I got it. And I just have, I actually like, have to hang them up now because they get wrinkled and they're nice, which I wear for Zoom meetings. <laughs> like I'll put on the shirt for the Zoom meeting, do the Zoom meeting, take the shirt off, hang it back up. <laughs> so I wear them for like an hour a day so they stay nice. <laughs> well, uh, with that, uh, that, I think that brings our, our uh, podcast to an end for today. Uh, just you know, if you have any questions or comments, I believe we have a uh, yes, we do. In the link, system. you'll find a link to our survey to put your opinions for future que- episodes and submit questions and vote who you like more, Richard or Carl. Fun fact: Richard is winning. So if you want my ego to inflate Ooh. higher, don't fill the survey in. <laughs> a little reverse psychology for you. Take care and have a lovely nondescript time period, and watch out for bat-shaped weirdos. Yeah, bye. Bye.